It is so good to be back with you for another podcast. We are excited to continue this dream series. Um, Patrick and I were, have been talking about the fact that so many of you have been responding. Yes. I, I've been amazed, Patrick. Me as well. And so we want to just keep feeding this in your spirit and yes. helping you understand. Um, we were even sitting here a little bit talking about uh, Patrick's been dreaming so much. Yes. And so does it feel like more dreams are coming in this hour? You know, absolutely. Ever since I was already having the dreams, mm. but then I think maybe last two or three weeks since we started, every night it seems like. Wow. Especially the last three or four nights, uh, spe specific dreams, you know, mm. where I've been able to really pick some things out. So it's definitely heightened for me. Oh, that's good. You know, absolutely. It's amazing. You can always tell when the prophetic atmosphere is mm. thickening. Yes. When dreams increase and knowledge comes. Okay. And that's one of the things we talked about over these last couple of weeks, how it's the language of God. Right. It is how God draws us into deeper places. And that verse last week from the book of Job. Off the, ch off the chain. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and so this week, we want to keep digging into that, but let's look at another verse. Go I ahead. think you're going to like this All one right. too. In Daniel... In chapter one of Daniel, it's an amazing verse. And then we're going to tie another verse with it. Daniel chapter one, verse 17. Now, we understand that you had Daniel and then we called them the three Hebrew boys or Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. But this verse amazes me. So let's look at it. And it says this. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and Amen. dreams. Amen. Now, it's amazing that the scripture makes it clear that one of the things that God poured into the heart and the mind of Daniel is not just knowledge, wisdom, and skill, but it says understanding, understanding. in all visions and dreams which means many times, many of us have visions and dreams, but if God does not unlock the understanding, right. then we have a roadmap, but we don't know which way is north, south, east, or west. Okay. If God gives us the roadmap, but it's in another language, you still have the correct material, but you have to interpret it or translate right. it. Okay. I've been in so many different countries when I've traveled for mission work, by the grace of God, 59 countries thus far. Wow. And many times I've gone onto the streets and looked up at the sign and the sign was in a different language. Well, the sign is there, but if I cannot understand the sign, right. it does me no good. The information was there. Yes. Okay. You have to decipher it. Come on. That's so good. That's what God wants to give us. Now let's tie one more scripture so into you, it. Wait, you're saying that it says, and Daniel had understanding in all of it, that the Lord gave that to him. But he Absolutely. Can, he can give it to all of us? Ah, he can give it to all of okay. us because by the Holy Spirit, it was the anointing of God, the spirit of God. The Bible says this, you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. That word unction means an anointing. The anointing we receive by the spirit of God. So every person in the New Testament church, every person who was born again and received Jesus, you have an ear that hears. Yes. So the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, another they will not follow. So every one of us was born again by hearing God call us when he said, come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We heard him, 
So now many people who say, well, I'm not prophetic. I don't hear God. I don't know. That's not true. You do hear God. You just haven't learned how to interpret the sign. Okay. Quiet your mind and connect to what he's saying. Yes. And that's part of what he's doing in this season. Yes. Like we talked about last week. Now it's also, it's, so it's quieting the mind and quieting uh, other stimuli. Is, it also, is that also helping t- turning the dial into the right frequency? Or, oh, that's I good. mean, it's on all frequencies, mm. right? But it's specific frequencies prefer. Absolutely. What you say about that? No, I love that. God is on every frequency, but there are some that he speaks loud enough that you hear him easily. I see. And it's like if you go out in nature, he speaks in nature because he created it. When the bird sings, it's the melody of the Father's love. When the bees are buzzing, it is the constancy of his mercy. When the winds are blowing in the trees, it reminds me of the heavens being as close as my next breath. Mm. When the trees begin to move in the wind and it sounds like a rushing, it reminds me of the Holy Spirit coming in power to those that wait upon him. When the waters crash, it is the thunderous applause of all creation telling God that he is worthy. Everything in creation is telling us about God, if you have ears to hear. It, what's the scripture says? Even learn from nature, learn from the earth. Yes. yes similar sir. concept. A similar concept. And that's why the scripture says that no man is without answer. Hmm. It means every one of us has had a witness. If I look at creation, we're, we're going to have to teach on this. That was on a proverb. Day. I think there's a Proverbs, right? It is a proverb. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> that, that we're, we're going to teach on this. We'll on that, this, yeah. this is good. That everything in creation speaks of him because everything made by God, God made it for himself and for us. So everything he made is always telling about him. By him and through him? Yes. So there is nothing made by God that doesn't reveal that God is real. Yes, amen. If we have ears to hear and eyes to see. The stars tell of his wonder. We're going to teach on another time that all of the constellations actually reveal the plan of salvation. <laughs> I'm not listening in on that one. Yes, wow, sir. That's good. Oh, we're, we're going to do that all one right. together. It's going to be good. So everything has the fingerprint of God. Everything has the fingerprint of God. So if God is continually speaking in all things, that means if I quiet the noise that's keeping my ears from hearing him, then I can always tune into his voice. And that's the power of what God now, let's look at this next verse. God gives Daniel understanding of dreams and visions, but in Daniel five, I love this. In Daniel 5 and verse 12, this amazes me. 5 and 12 in Daniel says, For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams, showing of heart sentences, dissolving of doubts, were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belteshazzar, now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. So here we have another visitation where God comes. They don't understand it. But now Daniel, who has received this gift of interpreting dreams, walking in supernatural wisdom, now it has become public knowledge to where people are now saying out loud, listen, we don't know what to do next. We're stuck, but there's a man 
anointed by God. And what can we say of him? Excellent spirit. He has knowledge, knowledge. understanding, interpreting of dreams, showing of hard sentences. Now, what that, would that mean? That literally means revealing riddles. Ah, okay. What other people cannot understand. Mathematical problems. Okay. Things that a judge couldn't figure out in legal terms. Oh, wow. It says every hard thing that others would struggle with, Daniel is anointed to come up with a simple answer for a hard problem. Well, it's parables as well then. Parables. Okay. Dissolving of doubts. Now, what kind of anointing is that? <laughs> Dissolving of doubts. Dissolving of doubts means he's anointed that when everybody else in the room is convinced this cannot happen, Daniel can start ah. talking and by the time he finishes, everybody oh, believes well. it can happen. He is bringing faith to the mm, room. Faith to the room, dissolving of doubts. That's something to pray for. Now that comes That's on. a good prayer right there. We need to pray about I'm that. Gonna pray. I haven't prayed that before. I'm going to pray into that. Oh, ooh, <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> Me too. Shoot. Okay. So these six things are found in Daniel. And then they say, let's call Daniel. Now, this reminds me of David. Yes. Saul's servant says there's a man who's uh, cunning. Ah. So similar concept. Very much Between so. Daniel and David. Yes. Being called into a room, their gift-making way. But but it also was, what of this do you think did Daniel have to cultivate himself to grow in? Oh, now you're talking. Because he had to cultivate this, right? Yes, sir. The Lord gave him the seed, but he had to water it, I assume. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road and where we talk about pulling this, this forward. God puts this grace on Daniel. But Daniel had to pour into the study of his own gift and the study of the place where God put him. So when we receive these dreams and these visions, most of us hear from God, but we don't search after answers. Okay. We don't break down the visitation. We don't pursue higher levels of knowledge. And what I mean by that is reading books about it, searching out scriptures, talking to others. Pragmatically. Even. Pragmatically. Yeah. So Daniel was so strong, and look at the level it goes in. It says, excellent in spirit. Excellent in spirit means he wasn't lazy. Mm. He okay. was a man of excellence. He was a man of great integrity. That excellence of spirit now had resting on it knowledge. Because someone who's not lazy, who's excellent, who keeps their word, will always be hungry to learn more. Amen. They become a student. So now you have knowledge. But knowledge will lead to understanding. Same. You can't have understanding till you first have knowledge. Uh, so the more you learn, the more God will help you understand. But that understanding will lead to what? Helping to interpret dreams. Because until you've got a wealth of understanding in your spirit, you may have saw a dream and never understood it because you didn't read that book, take that class, go on that trip that God's been telling you to go on to. So God's letting you dream about mountains, but he's been telling you to take a hike, uh, to go hike the mountains. Okay. You're not going to understand the rest of that dream you're having till you actually do the hike because the understanding will come with the experience. Wow. It's like he's giving you a talent that you need to go invest. Yes. So when you're first starting out, say, in interpretation of dreams, ah. he can only give you so much at first to see what you do with it. Yeah, And that's how you, it's like a, uh, a catch-22 in a good way. Yeah. You have to take it and you have to run with it and then it'll feed you more. And there'll be more to mine out. And that's yes. how level upon level per se. Absolutely. Okay. He'll speak at the level of your hunger and then you'll get hungrier and he'll speak Speaking more. And then you get hungrier and he speaks more. And pretty soon you're in this beautiful 
um, I call it the marathon of God's grace, mm. where God will keep lighting the fire of your pursuit of him. Wow. But if you just stop and go, I know enough to understand everything he's going to bring me, then God goes, okay, you're not, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the honor of a king to search it out. So God says, I've called you a king. The only way for your kingship, your dominion to rise upon you is you've got to search out what God reveals to you. So as these dreams come, wow. search them out. For, his yeah. king, for the kingship to come upon you, you have to search it out. You have to wow. search it out. That's a part of that being mantled upon you. Yes, sir. Wow. A man born into a monarchy is a prince. Okay. But the way that the princes of old became kings is either a king had to die or you had to show yourself mighty on the field, field of battle. You had to learn from your tutors. You learned how to fight with a sword. You learned how to rule the money. You learned what families to trust. You learned how to read and how to write. You learned how to talk to the counselors of other nations. You learned diplomacy. You learned art. You learned archery. You learned um, metallurgy, so how to work with it and produce. You had to learn all that mm. because you could not be an effective king and have people smarter than you around you they should have been smarter as counselors, but if they were smarter than you, if they knew more than you would ever learn, if you became a lazy king, that meant somebody was eventually going to take your throne. I see. Because they loved the kingdom more than you did. Mm. You got to search it out. Search it out. Now that's where we get to this part. And oh my goodness, we could te <laughs> teach on this for I know. <laughs> Want to sit here? You can just stay here all day. So we want to throw this part out. Then what do dreams really lead to? I want to give you all these five things, and we're going to touch on them real quick. Okay. Dreams lead to these things, the five Ps. Five Ps. Dreams come to bring protection. The second one is preparation. The third is to propel. propel. The fourth is to prosper. And the fifth, position. position. These dreams come to set you in order. So when dreams come, dreams are not just to, because God was bored and he wanted somebody <laughs> to talk to while right. you were sleeping. <laughs> A God dream comes, the first one, protect. So the Bible says, by night when they were sleeping, after Jesus is born, his mother, Mary, and his earthly father, Joseph. Joseph has a dream. Yes. And the angel of the Lord tells him in his sleep, take the boy and his mother to Egypt. Protection. Protection. There are some dreams that come to warn you. Those warning dreams will often have a couple of things. Number one, you will have the overwhelming sense that I have to change the course of what I'm doing now, not of fear, but of the knowledge, something is coming that is not good, and God is telling me to be prepared for it. So He's protecting me. Okay, this is. I was going to ask you later, but you're hitting on it now. Mm. Is about how when we have dreams, how we can pick up on timing. Um, like, how do you discern that? And so you're saying that there's an. You will wake up with an overwhelming sense. You'll you'll wake up with an overwhelming urgency. Urgency. Okay. That urgency lets you know how close it is. 
Um, if fear hits you, don't move because of fear. Pray the fear off of you. Move through it because God doesn't lead by fear. But many times when you have a protection dream, it will cause you to fear because your natural mind what? is reacting, reacting to your spirit. So now calm your mind. The Lord is with me. God is not causing me to be afraid, but God is talking to me. So urgency, Lord, what's the time frame on this? Okay. Now, Joseph moved immediately because the angel said, go now. But you'll know because he'll let you know. Begin to move soon. Pray into it. Okay. Just pray into it. Um, I remember once the Lord spoke to me in a dream. And he said to me, in the dream, I literally saw um, a clock on a wall and the clock was ticking. And as the clock was ticking, all of a sudden, the clock stopped ticking and it broke in half. Oh, geez. And I saw a door and I saw a man standing on the other side of the door and the door slammed shut. And when I woke up, I said, my Lord. And I knew who the man was. And I saw the clock, which meant to me, the time is up. Well, what was the protection? I was about to go and visit him in two days. And when I saw the clock, bang, the clock broke, broke in half, wow. and the door slammed shut. I said, Lord, the Lord said, I'm protecting you. Do not go. Jeez. So I prayed for them. I called them and said, you know, I'm praying for you, but I'm not supposed to come. They went, okay. What happened was they canceled the service that I would have been there for. I was going to speak for oh, them. Oh, you were going to speak? I was oh, going wow. to speak. Yeah. So I shut down. Now, here's the funny part. Everybody I knew when I told them I'm not going, they said, why? What are you doing? I said, I had a dream. They said, ah, there you go with those dreams again. <laughs> You're supposed to go. I didn't. My friend called me back. He wasn't a pastor. We were going to meet in his office because right. he was a businessman. He was going to host us. He called me back and said, how in the world did you know? I said, what do you mean? He said they had a gas leak in the oh, bottom floor and one of the offices caught on fire. Oh, my gosh. It would have happened 15 minutes after we started our service. Dear Lord. The clock broke. The door slammed shut. God said, don't go. My, my. God will keep <laughs> us from trouble. Yes, he will. If we hear him. Glory. So the first level of those dreams is for protection. Don't let people talk you into ignoring God saying, right. be still. That does happen too. Yes. Yes. And the thing I was thankful for was there was no fear. I didn't get afraid, but there was an urgency of, I need to pay attention to this one. I need to pay like attention. Like the fear of the Lord. Like an yes, yes, that's it. Okay. Not the fear of the situation, but the fear of the Lord, that God is talking and I shall not ignore him. I see. That's, that's good. good, Patrick. Yeah. Amen. The fear of the Lord, yes. The second one, preparation. Preparation. The second set of dreams is God will give you a dream to prepare for something. So what does that mean? You will either see symbolically where God often will talk to you symbolically in a preparation dream where God is letting you know financially or for your family or your children, you need to start preparing for something you don't even see coming. Like Joseph. Like Joseph. Okay. And that's the exact example. The famine was coming, but it didn't look like famine yet. He has a dream. Joseph interprets the dream. And his interpretation of the dream is there will be seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. So we have to prepare for the famine. Now, most of us, by the third year of plenty, we would have told to everybody, lazy. Oh, we cool. 
that dream ain't gonna come to pass. Right. Look at all this goodness. We living good. <laughs> we let's sell this extra wheat. Let's sell the extra corn. Yeah. We can make enough money. We could be buying other cities. Mm-hmm. But Joseph said, the dream says prepare. So what many of us have to pay attention to is once you have a preparation dream, don't change course halfway through the preparation. Don't change course halfway through the preparation. Okay. Once God gives you a prep dream, stick with it. Stick with it. Uh, a friend of mine had a dream. The Lord showed her. Um, she was in her house and she was praying for people. And the Lord showed her in the dream. She walked out of her house and she went and she got a, a job. And it was right down the street from where she worked, um, from where she lived, excuse me. And she was literally just working in a window, like taking orders, almost like a right. Starbucks. Yeah. And she said, Lord, when she woke up, Lord, what is, what is that about? I'm doing good and I'm doing ministry. The Lord said, cut back on ministry oh, wow. and prepare for what's coming. Lord, it's a preparation dream. Mm. Lord, I don't understand it. He said, I'm preparing you for something. She said, but Lord, can you give me more than that? And the Lord said, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm God. You're my child. Trust me. She said, okay. And everybody thought she was nuts because she was making good money. But she went, she started working and all the extra money she was making in tips and serving people, she had a good attitude about it and she kept doing it. She did it for three and a half years. She put all that money away. That money, when it got put away, what she had no idea about was that her daughter, her daughter suddenly, suddenly got an offer. And they said, listen, we're going to give you the opportunity to come be part of something we're doing overseas and you will be one of the featured players. You'll be playing and singing. Oh, wow. And you can get your artistic chops going overseas. But here's how much money the ticket's going to cost. And here's how, money it's gonna, how much it'll cost you to live overseas for three and a half months. They would have never had the money for it. Wow. But the exact amount they needed Amen. was what mama had mm. put in the side. She was prepared for it. She said to her daughter, I now understand why God had me doing moment. that. What a moment. Doesn't it make her daughter began to weep and said, wait a minute, you mean God wanted me to do this? Year, three years ago. Three years ago when we never even knew about this opportunity, her daughter went. After a few months, her daughter got hired over there. Her daughter ended up, I won't say what her daughter's name is right now, <laughs> but her daughter ended up making music overseas in Europe and becoming well-known and making a few million dollars oh, Lord. off of songs she sold overseas. Wow. She's bought her mama a couple of houses since then. She's blessed her mama. Wow. God is trying to prepare you for something. But everybody who knew her told her, you need to not work like you're preparing for something that you don't need to. You're making enough money to support yourself while you're working a second job. I don't know, but God said, prepare for something I can't see. There is a door opening in my future. And those few extra hours each week put enough money aside that, boom, her daughter was prepared. Opened a door for her daughter's destiny, which now has taken care of her mama's future. Because her mama don't ever have to work again now. 
Because her daughter's making enough money. Mama heard God and was not dissuaded. Which has made her daughter share the gospel with everybody she's ever done music with because I'm only here. How'd you get to Europe? Well, my mama heard God. Oh, that's you're right. What a yes. great point of entry. So now everybody she's ever worked with has now known that there is a God who speaks. Wow. There is a family that heard, and this is the product of what that looks like. A young woman producing music, creating sounds, and she's walking in the prophetic. What a testimony. Be prepared. What a testimony. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, all right. The third one, the dream comes to propel you. To propel means to move you instantly and suddenly from one level to the next. Insight and invitation to go to a whole nother level. So here's a dream. Years ago, the Lord said to me, I'm going to do something in your life that you've never seen happen. I said, okay. The Lord said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get John G. Lake's book. Now, at that time, the only book I could find was a little book called um, Dominion over Demons, Death, and Disease. All right. And I got this little booklet, and the Lord said, I want you to fast for three days. Don't eat anything and only read this book. Every time you would eat a meal, read this book for 30 to 40 minutes. That's your meal. How old are you? At that time, I was 22. And the Lord said, read this. And I said, okay. So I went on the fast, and I love food. Y'all know I enjoy food. (laughs) So on the first day of the fast, I'm reading the book, and I just felt uneasy, but I couldn't explain it. Almost like I was getting nauseous. Hmm. But I kept fasting and reading the book. By the second day, I'm still reading the book, and I had this headache. And all of a sudden, I go to sleep. When I go to sleep, I realize what was happening. I didn't know it. God was delivering me oh. from a spirit of fear. Oh, wow. So while I am asleep, I see this man walking the streets of our little town, Madison, North Carolina. Tall man. He was a madman in the dream. I mean, he was literally foaming at the mouth. He had torn his shirt off. He was walking the streets and screaming, and he was so full of demons that everybody was running from him on the streets. It was like a scene from a horror movie. Mm -hmm. People were running from him. And I'm walking toward him in the dream. And in the dream, I'm remembering what I've read from John G. Lake's little book. Oh, wow. And in the dream, I hear the Lord saying, what are you going to (laughs) do? What you going to do? And I said, well, Lord... Somebody needs to speak to this man. He said, what are you going to do? Well, Lord, ah, so Lord, send somebody. That's what I said in the dream. (laughs) Lord, send somebody. The Lord says, Michael, this is your moment. Your life will change forever or you will be stuck in the same level. What are you going to do? I heard that in the dream. And I ran toward the man and I leaped toward him and he lurched at me in the dream. And I yelled. I remembered it from the book. (laughs) In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you foul spirit, come out of him. When I said it, he lurched back, his eyes came open, and he snapped back and looked at me, and he was immediately sane. I woke up from the dream and began to shiver, and I was shaking. I said, oh God, and the Lord, I heard an audible voice. He said, from this day forward, you'll never fear a devil again. Amen. You'll never be afraid of a demon mm-hmm. and you'll cast them out wherever you go my, my. for you have stepped into another level. Lord. I said, Lord, he said, you ate the right food at the right time. 
during the fast, I was eating another level of revelation. Wow, okay. Part of what fasting is about is you don't just fast. Um, I love everybody who fasts at the beginning of the year, but you know, everybody's fasting stuff. Right. A biblical fast is not fasting TV, Correct. fasting media, or fasting, stop it. That's called <laughs> self-control. That is not a fast. That's just self-control. <laughs> a biblical fast is put your plate down. Put the plate down. Because the Bible says it shall come a time when people, they don't have power because their God is their belly. It literally means you're led by natural appetites. So regularly, sometime throughout your year, you need to, even if it's just one or two days, you need to conquer how much we are led by our natural appetite by denying yourself. Because if you can't deny your own flesh what it wants when it wants, then how do you think you have power over spiritual entities when you can't ignore the growling of your belly? How can you command demons in the atmosphere? Denying the natural helps spur the growth. Yes. Okay. I've thought of it that way. Wow. I'll deny myself what I could have so God can give me what I couldn't have. Yes, sir. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What was the name of that book by John G. Lake again? Ah. Dominion, Dominion over demons, death, and disease. It. I took that little book with me everywhere. I, I kept it in the front pocket of my jacket for years and would read it every now and then. That one and Smith Wigglesworth, Book on Faith. And I would read those interchangeably on airplanes, um, as I traveled on trains, as I was getting ready to do mission work. I would feed myself the stories from John G. Lake of casting out devils Mm -hmm. and seeing the sick healed. And these stories from Smith Wigglesworth of commanding things and seeing them happen until I said, Lord, if you did it for them and you said it's true in the book, I believe it's true for me. And you will become what you eat. If you change your diet, you become what you eat. It's a good word right there. Yes, sir. Amen. So God wants to propel us. So that dream was to propel me. Okay. God was calling me to another level of dominion and spiritual understanding. The dream was about casting out a devil. Now, with every every time we're propelled or suddenly, is there always a uh, what are you going to do moment? Yes. Okay. Oh, thank you. Good. That's a good catch. There is always in a propelling dream, there is a what are you going to do? Rubber meets the road. You have to activate it. So in a dream that's propelling you to the next level, what you are doing in the dream. So... Many times people who have dreams like they were wrestling with something and they they conquered it or they were breaking through a wall or a fence in the dream or people who were swimming through a strong currents of water and they made it to the other yes. side or someone keeps having a dream of them hiking a mountain and they finally make it to the top of the mountain. All of those are propelling dreams. It's reaching another level dreams. It's going further. Um, dreams where sometimes suddenly you see yourself flying in the air That's God calling you to another level, a different atmosphere. So every time when you reach that next plateau, ask God, what was this about? What am I being propelled to? What was I praying about or studying about? You're breaking through. And if you connect your faith with the moment of breakthrough, it sticks. Yes, sir. Okay. The fourth one is the prosper dream. Now, that's literally what those are about. It's about God wants to prosper you or bring you financial breakthrough, bring you increase in some area, so he'll give you a strategy and a dream. So where Jacob simply 
when he wanted to be prospered in the house of Laban, he didn't have a dream, but he put the sticks in the water of the goats and they all had striped right, babies. Yeah. Well, what happens is many people, excuse me, will have what I call um, those prosperity dreams where God is giving you clues. He's giving you insight. He's giving you inventions or creativity. But because we just think they're strange, we do nothing with them. Perfect example. There's a dear friend of mine. Um, she's a Chinese intercessor and she's made a bucket load of money, ridiculous <laughs> amounts of money because she's helped invent several things. But years ago, the reason she got into this was years ago, she said, you know, she's so funny. She said, Michael, I had a dream one time and I did nothing with it. And it was the worst mistake of my life. Oh, wow. I said, what do you mean? She said, I had a dream. Before they made the moving escalators, you know, the moving walkways yes, yes. in airports, people mover things. the people movers. She had a dream about it 13 years before they were invented. Oh, Lord. Now, her daddy made toys and inventions in China. Okay. So she had the money and the equipment to produce these things. She started to make little inventions and toys and they started to pay her and she made her own little empire. And now she has orphanages all over oh, China cool. and different parts of Asia. She said she had this dream of a people mover. <laughs> and she said she told a couple people and they said, that will never happen. It's kind of a reoccurring theme yes. when you tell your dream. <laughs> Nobody's going to do this. And that's, I call it, it's the Joseph reaction. Yes. Whenever you have a spiritual encounter with God in a dream, natural-minded people will always negate spiritual momentum. And it wasn't Joseph's arrogance that he shared his dream. He was just excited, right? Yes. Oh, I'm, I've, heard, I've heard that top before. I was like, I don't see where it says that he was arrogant or... Okay. Yeah. Patrick, this is why I like being with you. <laughs> Let's touch on that. Yes, please. All of the people who often teach, well, Joseph was arrogant. He shouldn't have shared the dream. That's absolutely incorrect. It is, it is us always trying to find fault with the people who we look back at mm. because we're trying to make them equal with or less than us so we can feel bad about our own insecurities to fit, a, fit the mold. He had to tell the dream, number one, because he wasn't arrogant. When people no. teach that, there's no evidence for him being right. arrogant. Because when he's in bondage in Egypt, his first word was, woman, I will not sleep with you, for it would be sin against my God. He had such a humble heart toward the Lord that he kept his integrity in places of great bondage Amen. where if he had slept with her, he would have been treated much better than he had been mm. treated. If he had sinned, in the houses of the wicked, it would have brought him pleasure at that time. He suffered with the righteous rather than reign with the wicked. Arrogant people don't do that. Right. Arrogant people protect themselves. Humble people honor the Lord. Yeah. So let's stop assigning to Joseph our own inward brokenness yes. so we can feel better. The next piece that goes with it, he had to tell the dream because he couldn't have gotten to Egypt any other way. Ah. If his brothers hadn't sold him it was to the Egyptians... Exactly. So God had to give him a dream. He had to tell the dream. Get excited about it and tell him. Right. That was God. God set him up to be kicked out so he could be brought in so that he could save his family wow. one day. So let's just be thankful yes. instead of making everybody look <laughs> bad. <laughs> 
That's a good catch. Amen. That was good. That prosperity dream, she had that dream. She shared it. Nobody did anything with it. Okay. One more that goes with it. Prosperity dream is very simple. Um, a young lady I knew, she kept having a dream. And in the dream, the Lord kept telling her on her father's farm, the Lord said, buy the tree out behind that tree. She had a big old, they had a big old oak tree. Behind that tree, there's oil. Now she said, ain't no oil on this land. This is, <laughs> this is cows living out here. The Lord said, there's oil. She dreamed it four times. Oh, Jesus. She told everybody she knew. They said, you're a nut. She said, okay. So she had to wait. This is crazy. She had to wait until her father got sick and they asked her to take over. So she's now taking care of her daddy and her mama. And she gets somebody to come in and just start drilling. <laughs> and they're yelling at her. She said, listen, I'm running it now. I'm in charge of prosperity dream." And they said, well, we're drilling here. Where they were starting to drill was not where she dreamed. Okay. She said, no, here. She showed them the exact spot. They started. They're going, nothing. They go down 70 foot, 80 foot, nothing. They keep going down. She's paying them. She's paying them. She said, I know what I dreamed. They kept going down. They keep going, and on the last the day, last day, boom, there's a gully washer. <laughs> oil comes shooting up out of that thing, and everybody goes, there was oil. She said, God told me that's the spot. And she did not stop. She did not stop. That's the beauty of a prosper dream. But a prosper dream means you must be committed to connecting with the strategy and the accuracy which means prosperity will find you as you walk out exactly what the Lord showed you. Don't differentiate. Don't change the formula. Don't change the recipe. Don't change where he said to drill. Prosperity dream is connected to divine strategy. So Joseph could have just prayed that God made the other goats different colors. That wasn't a strategy. The strategy was throw sticks in the water. Wow. Do the strategy, you get the results. Jesus. And the last of them is position. That's so good. The position dream is where God wants to position you in a specific place at a specific time to do a specific work. So whether he's trying to position you in government or position you for business, but it's a positioning moment. So what does that look like? It's like a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. God will tell you what's going on, but then he'll say, now do this. So it's a little bit of that prosperity dream okay. where he's giving you, but it's not just about financial breakthrough. It's about being positioned. Okay. So it looks like this. You have a dream and in that dream, God shows you a building in a certain city and you're talking to somebody. You keep having that dream. Lord, what does this mean? Finally, it hits you. He's showing you a position. It's a GPS locator. Okay, He's telling that. you when you get to that city and you go to that building, you will meet that person. That's your divine connection. Mm. But you've got to be in that position I see. for everything else to happen. Okay, He's positioning you. GPS, like Google Maps. Yes. God is showing you the coordinates of the visitation. Coordinates of the visit. I like that. Yes, sir. Coordinates of the visitation. So God says, I'm going to meet you, but in this place, on that corner, in this city. Wow. Yes, sir. Wow. So good. So the thing that goes with that, 
I had a dream years ago. And in that dream, I was standing in front of this building and I was in another country, I was in Africa. And I saw myself come around the side. And when I came around the side, they had, um, um, excuse me, it wasn't Africa, it was in Asia. And I saw a man of great authority walking this way. As he's walking this way, I turn. And as I turn, I see a man standing here beside me and we begin to speak to this person of authority and he receives the word. And I see the Lord do like this. It's like the Lord touches the man. I come out of the dream. I said, that's amazing. I just began to pray in the spirit, bless them. The Lord says, no, don't just pray that I bless them. Pray that you will be ready when you get there and they will be ready when you arrive. I see. So a positioning dream opens you up to begin to declare, oh God, what you've shown me, I agree with. Okay. So when I get to these coordinates, I thank you that that man in that blue suit will be walking out of those double glass uh, doors, okay. that when he walks up toward to meet me in front of that black town car where they're picking him up, I thank you that he's gonna stop when I call and say, sir, I have a word for you. Just like the dream, you start declaring it into the atmosphere. Declaring and agreeing, I see. Declaring and agreeing. Okay. So when I was in the Philippines preaching, I was in Cagayan de Oro and I'm preaching toward the last of the service. The man of God, Pastor June Ngeta, my dear man of God, who's just gone home to yeah, be with the Lord. That's right, yeah. He waves at me and he, he's talking to someone and he comes up and he says, man of God, you have to stop preaching. I said, I'm in the middle of a good flow. No, <laughs> he says, you have to stop. He says, they've sent word. Someone wants to meet with us. I said, well, who? We have to go. I said, no, the Lord says, go. So we hand the service to someone else. They keep preaching. We're running down the steps. We jump <coughs> onto this little, um, it's called a jeepney. And I've I'm, been on one now. Okay. Yeah. So we're in this jeepney. Yeah. It's going mm -hmm. through traffic and we're going, we're, and, and literally we get there. Um, and when we get to where we're going, we walk in. And as we walk in, I see this big building and I realize this is the building oh, wow. I saw in the dream wow. where there was a man of importance who we spoke to and the Lord put his hand oh, upon Lord. it. Huh? As we're going in, they're telling us, you know, leave this bag here. We need to check this bag. You need to do this. Sit down here. Can we get you some water? Hmm. Well, okay, that's different. Y'all are treating us very differently. So all of a sudden I noticed the Filipino pastors who were with me, they're taking off their flip-flops and they're putting on real shoes. Mm. I go, oh, okay, who are we about to meet? As we go in, Miss Philippines is coming oh, out wow. of the office and they've got cameras following her and everyone is speaking to her. And as she walks past us, she says, hi, how are you? I go, I'm fine. She goes, well, who are you? Because we all must be important people if we're right, all yeah. waiting. I go, oh. I said, I am a man come from a different land. I'm like a diplomat. I was sent with a word from another country. She says, oh, it is good to meet you. She said, have I heard of where you're from? I said, all nations know where I come from. <laughs> I said, for all nations are afraid and love the one who sends me. Oh, she my. says, ah, he must be very powerful. I said, powerful indeed. <laughs> so she walks away smiling. As we are going in, it's the mayor oh, wow. of Cagayan de Oro. Oh, but the mayor of Cagayan de Oro was also the last president of the Philippines. Okay, wow. So as we go in, 
we're standing before him and they're introducing and we speak for a moment. And I just said, may I pray for you? Yes. And we began to pray and we just released a simple word. But also the word was when you were eight years old, your grandmother prayed for you. And this is what she said over you. And he looked up and he nodded. I said, is these words true? He said, these are true words. I said, then may the Lord God bless you. May he hold you in his hand. May he cause you to know that he is forever with you. And the Lord loves the Philippines. He said, thank you. We receive it. We walked out. They looked at me. I looked at them. And the Lord said, that was the dream. It has now wow. been fulfilled. You declared it for four years. Four years. And now I've let wow. you see it come to pass. God gives dreams to position us, yes. to prosper us, to propel yes. us, to prepare us, and to protect us. Yes, and if we partner with the dreams by not letting others tell us they don't mean something, praying them back to God and search them out through scripture and through talking to others, they will produce something in our lives. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, Patrick, would you pray for us then? Yes, absolutely. So Father, we just say thank you for this time, Lord, of speaking yes. of your word and just the avenues that you've been communicating to your people in this hour, Father. Yes. And Lord, I just pray over every ear that's listening, Father, I pray that you would continue to heighten mm. uh, dreams yes. and your utterance, Lord. I pray uh, that all other sources that are not of you would continue to come down, Father. That's right, that's right. That your voice shall be highlighted among your people, Lord. I just decree that your voice shall be highlighted among your people, yes. Lord. And I say thank you for the strategies, the positioning, the prosperity that mm. you're releasing via dreams, Lord. And Father, we agree with you and we say yes, yes. to your dreams, Father. We say and we ask for more, Father. More, We're asking Lord. for more dreams, Lord, and that you would just continue to send that river, Father, yes. in the night coming to us, Lord. Just as it says, you sing songs in, over us in the night. Father, mm. we receive the dreams over us in the night. And we yes, partner Lord. with you. And we say yes to what you're doing in this yes. hour, Lord. And Lord, we just say thank you, God. For, thank you. Just thank you for your voice, Lord. Yes. Thank you that you love us so much, Lord, that you would take the time to mm. to to want to speak to us in the night, Lord. Yes, Lord. And just deliver your love via these plans that you have for us, God. And we just say thank you for your kindness. Yes, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy that's washing over us, yes. Father. And we just say thank you for the destiny that you are releasing mm. in this hour, God. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we just say thank you that this is fun. That's right. Thank you just for the fun that we have with you. Yes. With dreams and visions and the prophetic, God. Thank you just for thank how you, interesting Lord. it is and and how it just it really just lights us up and lights our days up, Father. Yes. Searching and seeking you out, Lord. We just say thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.